Life Audio. Putting on the new self, putting on Christ. Like, what does that mean to walk by the Spirit or to put on the new self? Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Hey, welcome back, We're dude. Back, we baby. missed you. You missed me. Yeah, yeah. I Is mean, it... you know, I needed my back was hurting from carrying the podcast. I needed, wow. I needed, a, I needed a break. We had great episodes, <laughs> and you were gone. You know, it was awesome episode. It man. was. Thanks so much, Travis. Shout yeah, out, Travis, yeah. man. Yeah, that was that was an amazing testimony that we needed to split up. And so, yeah, I was I was taking my son on a man trip. And parents, if you're listening with young children, I'm going to go ahead and give you a spoiler alert. You might want to fast forward 30 seconds, but yeah. So the vision was take him on this trip before school started. We were going to talk about parents. I'm serious. You don't want to hear this with your kids. Uh, we were going to talk about Santa Claus Wow! and the tooth fairy and we we're going to heartbreaking stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But also the plan was to talk to him about sex somewhat, you know, he's right. eight, he's eight, but we're at nowadays, man, with culture, yeah. he's going into third grade. I wanted him to hear the truth, yep. you know, and if he hears these words, um, but it just felt really weird to talk about Santa Claus not being real and sex the same night. Um, so I, I ended up asking him a few things and he didn't know, um, he didn't know what even what the word was so we just did the santa claus thing we kayak down the river we fish for trout man it was a cool trip so appreciate you guys holding the fort down and you guys subscribers goodness gracious man we hit a thousand while i was yeah. gone and man we're at like 1500 now yeah i mean Praise God, thank man. you guys this is so encouraging i mean and and we're keep going we're getting close to a hundred episode hundredth episode what is this one? what is this 96 did i nail that 95 96 um, if we can get to 2000, I was wanting to get to a thousand by the time we hit a hundred, if we yeah. can get 500 more, if we can hit to 2000 by the time we hit a hundredth episode, that'd be pretty epic. Man. Yeah. That'd be That's pretty, pretty cool. Cause like you said, in the past couple of weeks, I think we've had a few hundred. Yeah. And at look, least. look, Oh yeah. yeah no, we, we didn't even talk stu- about the hey, actual, I told you we're building out the studio. Yeah. We got it looking fresh. It now. looks like an actual yeah, studio. Yeah, now. Yeah. We're going to do a few more things. And, Shout uh, out to Robert. He yeah, built Robert, these Robert. partitions, yeah. whatever you want to call them, but they well, look really good. Tell the secret sauce. I mean, yeah. The, we not have to tell them that these things are on wheels and we can roll them in and out. It <laughs> looks legit though on camera. So praise God. Awesome stuff. So also, real quick announcement, we're going to dive in. We have an awesome special episode. We're going to talk about some um, very important things today. But alumni, please, if you are planning on coming to uh, the event, uh, this is coming out on the 18th, um, the, the alumni weekend starting on August 31st, please email info at springtolife.net. Let us know. Um, we are providing an Airbnb for alumni that's traveling, but by then it might be too late. But if you, if you hear this and you want to come, we could probably squeeze you in, but we need you to register one for the concert, the Ben Fuller concert and two for the golf. Um, that being said on Friday, the 18th, you have two more days to use promo code freedom for $5 off tickets for the Ben Fuller S2L friends of S2L benefit concert alumni. You're coming to the thing. You don't have to worry about getting a ticket, but everybody else, please, uh, tickets are moving, man. Um, have some awesome stuff for, uh, the auction. You want to know what the one, uh, an item that we just got a new one, a new one. Let's hear it. Are you ready? Yeah. And this isn't going to be as big of a deal for you. 
<laughs> but we've got lower level Tennessee versus Georgia football tickets. Oh, uh, that is Stadium. nice. That's sick. I, I would take. I would that's want those sick, for sure because that's probably going to be the game that determines the East. Georgia versus Tennessee. That's actually going to be a hot commodity. Yeah, so that's yeah. super cool. Yeah. So it's man, a pair of them. Yeah, two tickets. Wow. Two tickets. Lower level, good seats, uh, right next to each other. So man, that's going to be a. I yeah, think that'll be, be sick. Big, that's going to be good. So, that'll be awesome. Tell us what we're talking about today, man. Let them know. Bring it in. Lead us in. Let's go. Yeah. So um, something that we try to meet at Tom's. He's one of our staff members. Uh, we try and get together as a staff once a month at somebody's house and just really do life together. It's one thing to see each other and rub shoulders at work. It's another thing to do life together outside. And so we try yeah. and do that once a month. And something we talked about over there um, a couple of weeks ago was Colossians 3. And it's something the Lord's really been speaking to me over the last, I'd say, month or two is just about putting on the new self, putting on Christ. Like, what does that mean to walk by the Spirit or to put on the new self. And a verse that uh, kept coming up whenever I in my readings um, was Romans 13, 14. It's just really been sticking out to me. And it says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision, provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. And I had a buddy call me the other day and he was feeling convicted. Um, and he was essentially making provisions for the flesh. He had found some money or got some cash somehow. And he was, you know, hiding it in his truck from his wife. Mm. And through prayer and stuff, um, man, he confessed these things not only to me and some brothers, but to his wife. And that's one of many ways in which we make provisions for the flesh. We leave that door of sin, that door of opportunity open. And it tells us right here to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. So I'd like to elaborate on what that means to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. Some verses that I always talk about are Galatians five sixteen and 17. And it says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. And yeah. it says, these are opposed to one another to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So I'm going to read um, out of Colossians 3. Okay, so what does it mean to put on the new self? The title of this chapter literally says, put on the new self. Verses 1 through 3 say, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Yeah. And I think about that. And part of that is being intentional, man. I don't know about you guys, but whenever I first wake up, when my eyes first open up and my first thoughts of the day, they're usually not set on things that are above. It's how busy I am. It's okay. Yeah. I got to get this done at work. Okay. I got to pay this bill. Okay. What, what other bills do this week? Okay. I got to save up enough mm. money for this. I'm looking at the housing market. I'm trying to move to Murfreesboro. Okay. I'm thinking about this stress. Then I got to go to this meeting. Like immediately when my eyes open up, yeah. I'm, if I'm honest, it's everything. I have to be intentional on yeah. setting my mind on things that are above. So I would say that's the first action step in putting on Christ, putting on the Lord Jesus Christ, putting on the new self is having that mindset when you wake up and being intentional in prayer. We've talked about it before. Like it doesn't have to look like this for me though. The enemy knows if he can get my morning, he usually has me in a funk the rest of the day. Hmm. And so if I'm not intentional in the morning in prayer and in, in song and in worship and whatever it is that your routine is, um, man, I'm, I'm usually setting my mind on, on my day. And if I, if I just look at what I got going on that day, it's stressful. 
there's anxiety, there's worry, there's doubt, there's fear, there's all these things. So I have to be intentional on setting my mind on things that are above, not things that are on earth. Yeah. And so I think you gave practical ways of putting on uh, the new self, putting on Christ. Um, But what would you say, man, what do you think that actually is? So not how to do it. So I I think that's that's great. Mm -hmm. I think we all should learn and and find out and maybe even journal or write down things that stir our affection for Christ. Um, You mentioned the mornings and worships and song and in his word and prayer. Uh, I definitely think it could be different for different people. I definitely, you know, if you if you have a busy house, I would recommend getting up early, you know, in the cool of the morning with your coffee or whatever, um, where it's still and you can start still. I think practical things, yeah, talk about whatever stirs your affection. But what do you think it means when the Bible says that in Colossians, that you put that on? What is that theologically? And, I mean, we don't have to go deep, but... It sounds weird, right? If you're not a Christian or if you were a Christian for two weeks, you're like, what do you mean put on Christ? What do you mean take on the new? How do, what does that mean? You've told me how to do it, but what does that mean? Why am I doing that? Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Yeah, I would say, first of all, it's identity. Uh, th- this world is vying for our identity and trying yeah. to get us to place and force these identities upon us and in, in, in marketing and in TV and everything you look at on the internet and social media, they're buying for your attention. Yeah. It's like, man, your identity, you need this product. You need this house. You need this car. You need this, you know, these sunglasses you need, you need all these things because then you would be better Then yeah. you would be seen in a different, you know, manner. Then you would be liked more Then you would be, you know, loved more, whatever the case may be. So First thing, first of all, I would say it's my identity. It's knowing who I am in Christ. It's knowing that I was created in the very image of God. It's knowing the gospel, you know, that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall have eternal life. You know, it's knowing who I am in Christ and knowing that I'm not defined by the things that I've done or my past. Uh, But I would I would just keep on reading scripture on what that looks like to put on the new self, because it tells us in Colossians 3. I was going to say, yeah. What to put to death. So it says in verse five, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. And then it gives specific examples, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire and covetousness, which is idolatry. And then it goes on to say in verse um, eight, but now you must put them all away. So it's listing more uh, desires of the flesh. 
anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Yeah. So what it's saying is, um, man, this is my natural inclination is to act and behave in this way. For anger, for wrath, for malice, for slander, for obscene talk, for unforgiveness, for covetousness, for evil desires, for passions, for idolatry. That's my natural sinful inclination is to gravitate towards those things. And so I don't always wake up saying, man, praise the Lord. I want to relentlessly pursue Christ and put on forgiveness and put on love and put on harmony and put on all these characteristics and attributes of God because of my sinful inherent nature at the fall of man in Genesis three, we were separated by God. I have flesh and I have spirit. My flesh does not sanctify. So the things that Ryan's flesh desires to do, they're in opposition of God. Yeah. So those things don't draw closer to the Lord. Those things stay the same. Yeah. And a good complimentary verse inside of that, um, is second Corinthians five 17. And Mm -hmm. I just did a Bible study with a couple of brothers down in Florida Sunday night on second Corinthians chapter five. Uh, but 517, you know, you probably know it, but it says, if, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Therefore, the new has come. And I think as, as Ryan's saying and as I'm saying, yeah, to put on Christ, to be a Christian, a little Christ, a Christ one, uh, basically you are putting on the attributes, the character, the mind mm-hmm. of Christ. Well, how do I do that? Well, we just laid those things out. Well, you, one, you got to know what the mind of Christ is. You got to know... Um, his character, his attributes. Uh, we got to know what he says about you and I. Uh, and how do you do that, man? You put away these things. You put away the things, the desires of the flesh. You can go to Second Peter chapter 1, which is our lost and found curriculum, s2l.net if you want to find out more. Second, oh, okay. Second Peter chapter 1, where it just lays out that we can escape the corruption that's in the world that comes through sinful desires and breaks out a whole bunch of seven principles of growth inside of that. Yep. So how do I put on Christ, or what is Christ? When, I put, when I'm putting on Christ, I'm putting on the mind of Christ. I'm, putting mm-hmm. on the, I'm striving to be a little Christ, a disciple of Christ, is literally what it would mean. You know, the Bible, and uh, this morning we were praying through and reading through Acts 11. And, you know, it's one of the times, very few times that the word Christian is actually used in the Bible. And it, you know, literally means little Christ. You're, yeah. you're striving to be a disciple. Well, what is a disciple? You're, you're, you're being taught and you're mirroring who your, um, dis, what's the word? Your disciple, you know, but, but who is discipling you? You are mirroring. Right. You are wanting to be like him. If he walks with a limp, you know, you probably start to walk with a right. limp. If he speaks with a certain accent, you even begin to speak with a certain accent mm-hmm. or talk in the same mannerisms. You're striving to be, uh, like that. And so when you put on Christ, you are putting on the mind of him. You're striving to do that. And it's hard, man. It is. Because of all the things you just said, the world that we live in, we are living in a Genesis 3 world, a fallen world where everything is going against that thread. Mm -hmm. You know, we live, even here in America, man, I would say that this is a post-Christian nation. No longer a Christian nation with Christian values. This is a post-Christian nation. So even to which I'm old enough, I don't know, I mean, where you guys grew up, but I'm old enough to know, man, there was a time in this nation that, I feel like at least Christian values was honored and respected in this country, mm-hmm. but I can't say that any longer. It's, it's the opposite. It's, it's, 
almost bigoted or is. whatever. And so it's hateful. And so not only the flesh, you know, that, that pulls away and doesn't want to be like the mind of Christ because of my own fleshly desires, but also the world now, man, like is against you. Even in what used to be what, what used to be a Christian nation. Now it's like, it's the opposite of that. So there's all of this pulling against you, pulling, trying to not have a mind of Christ, trying to not, not, to, to gratify your own flesh is mm-hmm. what you're told, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, even the sales and all the marketing, it's telling you, like Chitty said, you're less than, you need my product to be fulfilled. Yes. So, man, it's hard, but do the things, practically like we said, do the things that stir your heart for Christ, man. And, and if you don't know what those are, man, start experimenting and writing those down. And when you find out, you know, maybe it's not morning like some. Maybe it's like, man, it's when I'm on my lunch break. I go to the car and I have the AC on and I'm just listening to worship music or I'm just listening to my dwell app and just the word of God. I mean, I just feel so whatever it is, do those things that gives you that keeps you in a posture that keeps you in a place that you are putting on Christ. Right. Yeah. You're putting on the mind of Christ. Yeah. And it's inevitable, you know, whenever we walk in these ways in which we just discussed that, that the Bible instructs us to put to death, man, um, we've got to be mindful of it. You know, it's inevitable that you're going to, to behave and walk, um, in these ways at times, but it's being mindful and and having a repentant heart to know that, Hey God, you have called me to put these things to death within myself. I'm asking you to intercede, you know, by way of your Holy spirit to help me to put these things to death. And then you got to know, okay, once I put these to death, well, what do I put on? And if you go further on down in the chapter, verse 12, um, verse 12, maybe through 14, I'll read. It says put on then. So we see we read what we put to death. Now it tells us to put on then as God's chosen and holy and beloved ones, compassionate hearts, put on kindness, humility, meekness and patience, Mm. bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must also forgive and above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Mm. Verse 15, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. I don't know about you, but man, I struggle to walk in some of these ways. When someone cuts you off in traffic, I'm not thinking about forgiving or loving that person or, you know, having a compassionate heart. I'm immediately filled with anger and rage. When you hear someone's talking bad about you behind your back, someone in which you've served or loved or cared for, man, what does that do? That builds um, unforgiveness towards them. You know, that builds anger, that builds animosity, that builds these things. And it's so easy if we are apart from the spirit of God, if we are not in his word, if we are not praying to put on as God's chosen people, these characteristics and attributes, it's not natural to us to walk in these ways. Now we know that's the goal. We know that's the aim. We know that's the charge, but I need a reminder. I need a refresher each and every single day personally to know, Hey, God tells me to put to death these things. And God tells me to put on and clothe myself with these characteristics. And we're instructed to do so once again, because it is not natural. It takes practice in doing these things. It takes being intentional in doing these things. I've even prayed these scriptures before numerous times. God help me to put to death and I'll read off these things. And then God help me to put on compassionate hearts, kindness, meekness, patience, all these different things, because I fall short of those. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I want to just, I mean, I think it's so, and I think you're starting to experience this um, as as being a minister for the, you know, the years are adding up. It, for me, at least, I can't speak for you. Um, it seems like sometimes if you say stuff, say something so much, it's like, man, everybody's heard me say that. I, I just, and I don't want to fall victim to that because, man, there's like we said, there's there's been 450 subscribers since we hit a thousand two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and there is there are four things that I will encourage you. Now, inside of those four things is a is an ocean, a depth of an ocean that you could dive into. But if you're wanting to do what Chitty just said, um, and what I've said about stirring your affection, you got to do what you got to fight for these things to put on this this put on the mind of Christ. And there's four things. And and if you would, uh, Jorian, man, make a note to put the links to these four episodes. But man, there's something that we call the four pillars mm-hmm. that we say do these daily, not because it's going to prevent you from having the storm come, but more because we know the storm's coming. Yep. And it's be in God's word, be in prayer, have good fellowship, and march towards some action point. Uh, and I, I look again, the links for those four pillars, we did a little mini series about the four pillars early on. Um, r- r- maybe go check those out and, and walk inside of those things because each one of those pillars could be different. You know, how you study, how you pray, what kind of fellowship, you know, what your call of action is. There's a lot of biblical and practical examples given inside of that. But do the work. You know, it's not works. And speaking of that, let me read, let me read Ephesians chapter 2 uh, because it's just a beautiful promise. It starts dark and scary and, like, really true about who I am, but it's a beautiful promise at the end. Verse, two, verse 1, chapter 2 of Ephesians. And you were dead in the trespasses and sin in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Among whom we all, we all, we all once walked. That we, whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Bad news. We talked about carrying out our passions of flesh and all of this mm-hmm. darkness, and you're all children of wrath. You're all the punishment of God. That's the gospel, you know, the... God says you must be perfect. Your father in heaven is perfect. You must be perfect. And that there are the wages of sin is death. And th- what this verse is saying is we all walked in this sin and deserved death. That we were all children of wrath and the death that we deserved. And then it says in verse four, but God, <laughs> mm. Mm. but God, <laughs> Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact.
<laughs> not you, not me, not you, Jorian, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ, with Christ. It says, by grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places. Where did it say to look? Where should your eyes focus? Such your mind on things that are above. Above in Colossians 3, that we are with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God. Not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Man, and I say that because that is such a beautiful promise. And when I said earlier, you got to work for this stuff, you know, when you got to put in the work, do these four pillars. I don't mean that you're working to earn God. I'm saying that God saved you and chose you and loved you and died for you. And that should stir in your heart for you to do something to strive for Him. Not because your works and doing these things earn your salvation, but God, no, He saved a wretch. Mm-hmm. A, a, a speck, a, a bag of dust that he created, and he spit in his face, and he saved you. And, man, that should stir us our affection to want to, man, I want to know more of his character. I want to know the mind of Christ. I want to know that what he says about me. And in return, as you draw on, you know more about him, the more you're filled in him and the more you are taking on that mind of Christ, man. And it's like it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's it's crazy you mentioned the four pillars because verses 16 and 17 in Colossians 3 really essentially tell us to do those four things. But it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, mm. singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him. So we see prayer there. We see God's word there. We see action there. Yeah. Um, You know, and that's three of the four um, apart from fellowship. But, man, it's so true. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Set your mind on things that are above, not things that are on earth. Yeah. I don't know about you, but man, I would lose my mind if it wasn't for the word of God, if it wasn't for prayer, if it wasn't for fellowship, if it Mm. wasn't for community, if it wasn't for having brothers that I can lock arms with and do life with. Like life is stressful. I try to think back to the ways in which we lived. I don't know how I would live apart from Christ, even without drugs, without alcohol. Like I would be, I don't know, I would be lost and gone because apart from the Lord, I don't have much peace. I don't have much joy, like not the joy and peace of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Um, Well, I mean, on that, dude, I mean, um, I'm not going to say names, but he might be watching this, but just someone I'm ministering to is just going through a really hard time in his marriage. Hmm. Um, And I'm walking with him and and, um, his wife said something that was just such so big to me. And I I even asked him, Hey man, is that what she said verbatim? But she said, I just feel lost. Mm. And you know, that they are, um, I think he's starting to kind of be open to the idea of, of, of God. I think he was church hurt young, uh, with some racism type stuff, really church hurt young, um, like the Catholic church and stuff like that but he's starting to open up to more church. But I mean, when he said that, he's like, my wife just said she feels lost and I don't know how to help her. And I was just like, did she literally say that those words? And he goes, yeah, why? And I was like, yeah, that's it, man. That's it. She is lost. 
And I mean, there's just this turmoil. So like you said, I couldn't imagine my life like that. Man, that is such a firm foundation. There's such a uh, fulfillment, one, because we're back in unity. We're back in this unity with our creator. Like we mentioned, Jorian mentioned Genesis 1 as we were coming into this. Man, when the fall happened, we were broken from our creator. And he provided a way with Christ's sacrifice, his righteousness, his um, perfection, his blood for all of our sin and all of our all of that wrath that we read about was poured onto him, man. And if that's if you surrendered your life to Christ, man, now you are back in perfect unity with your Creator. And it doesn't mean you won't have depression or bad days mm-hmm. or struggles, Amen. but you will have a firm foundation of who you are and whose you are. And that makes all the difference, man. It makes the storms and the valleys and the peaks, it makes them so much different because you aren't I don't know, you are taking on Christ, taking mm. on the mind of Christ. And it's just different, man. It's just different. Yeah. Put, so, man, I, w- I would encourage our believe or our followers and our viewers to put on compassionate hearts. Go to Colossians 3 and be praying, God, help me to put off these things because you're yeah. not different. You're not, you know, um, someone who doesn't need to put to death what is earthly in you. We all need to. We all have flesh and we all have spirit and we have to put to death what is earthly in us. And so be praying through what to put to death, what the Bible instructs us to put to death and then be praying through God. Help me to put these things on as God's chosen ones, as holy and beloved ones. Yeah. Help us to put on kindness. Help us to put on compassionate hearts. Help us to put on humility and meekness and patience. And even with some of the things we see, and I'm not going to get political, but some of the things you see in the world as far as politics go, I don't know. I just felt the Lord really speaking to me. You know how to change those things is by building a relationship with those people. Hmm. Not just by simply telling telling them, hey, this is what the Bible says. This is what God says. This is what God, well, they don't take this as God's word. To yeah. them, this is just a book full of words. Yeah. So you, you get someone to see the heart of Christ by befriending them, yeah. by becoming their friend, by showing them the love of Christ, by having a compassionate heart, by being forgiving, by being patient, by being humble, by being meek, because my flesh just wants to say, you know, excuse my language, you're an idiot. And what you're saying is stupid, hmm. but that's not ever going to express and show the love of Christ, nor get somebody to see the truth that is found in God's word and yeah. to get them to see that the only standard of morality is the Bible, you know, uh, or the final standard of morality, should I say, is God's word. word. Yeah, the word of God. And so, yeah, the absolute just, standard of truth is the word of God. Yeah, for sure. Man, let me end with this uh, before I give my final charge. Guys, thank you. Uh, if you're not subscribed, please do. If you are, share this. Help us get to 2,000 subscribers by episode 100. That's just a couple episodes That'd be away. awesome. Man, we're going to do something. I don't even know. I mean, we shot some things around. He keeps talking about <laughs> Hawaii. And yeah. That's just not going to happen. Um, I don't know. Y'all said some other countries earlier. Let's go. Man, man, Greece. Wanna, you like, think you said Europe <laughs> We're going to the UK. We're going to have to sell some more T-shirts. Man. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, help us get there. But let me leave you with this. Here's my final charge. Believer, Christ one, little Christ, disciple of Jesus. If you need any more encouragement after hearing this episode, I'll leave you with this. No matter how you feel, no matter what's been told to you, no matter the season, no matter your your joy or depression or whatever's going on, whatever you think about yourself, the Word of God says that you are a saint. 
a saint. That's what God says you are if you are in Christ, if you are a Christ one. Who cares what the world's telling you are? Who cares what the voice in your head? God says you're a saint. Live in that. Mm-hmm. How do I live in that? Take, take note of what we've said, man. Do the things. Have a discipline to do the things that stir your affection for Christ. That's all I got. That's it. Let the word of Christ dwell in your hearts richly. Mm, and that's life after addiction. You better believe it. Let's go. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life After Addiction. Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Studio. For more Christ-centered addiction recovery resources, please visit s2l.net. That's S, the number two, L dot net. For more information about S2L's licensed and accredited residential program, please visit s2lrecovery.org. That's S, the number two, lrecovery.org. We want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the Life After Addiction podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of their faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much more. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.